With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Big day, big night. The big day, the Big Ten is uh, going to have another meeting with its presidents in about 30 minutes from now. And I'm guessing they're either voting on canceling the season or they would be voting on postponing it until the spring. That's what I'm being told. Yesterday, it was chaos at this time. And it's still in a state of flux. We're not quite sure what's going on with the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 is waiting for the Big Ten. We had Greg Sankey on the SEC commissioner, and I get the feeling that he is as confident as the commissioner of the NFL. He thinks they're going to be playing football. And... Of all the commissioners we reached out to, the Power Five, he's the one that joined us. All the other conferences, their commissioners, we did reach out to, and uh, they all felt like this is still fluid. They're not quite sure what is going to go on, which I respect that. Greg Sankey and the SEC, it's full speed ahead. They're planning on playing football in third week in September. Your phone calls are welcome, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. A couple things to uh, bring to your attention. We have a big night tonight, and you can take part in it. You can be a voyeur if you would like. And uh, all you have to do is go to youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show at 8.30 tonight, and you're going to be able to watch us, watch the Sports Emmys, and then watch us, watch us lose the Sports Emmy. So you can watch us. We're going for a three-peat. Yes, you. I was kind of going for a two-and-one record or a one-and-two record on this one. We might not be able to avoid it. We might not. We might, we might go 0 for 3. We might. Yeah. We might. There's a chance we win. And if we win, we will probably stay up all night and just at least till around 11. Cause, right. And I got to get to bed after that. But I, I got it catered, champagne on ice, and you're going to be able to watch us. Uh, we got a lot of features. The uh, uh, social media weighed in on some things, voted on some things. So Mario uh, has done a great job in putting that all together, a good job, a decent job putting it all together. And you'll be able to watch us watch the sports Emmys and lose again. Yes, he, He's curated the yes, he event is. tonight. Yeah. He's the producer. Or executive producer. Uh, yeah, Paul. Would it be ironic that Mario is producing a show about the sports Emmys? Would that be the alternative? Like, the, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're going to do a show about the sports Emmys produced by Mario. Um, is, is he going for, is, like, his, is his tone serious? Is his tone kidding? We, no, do we know his tone tonight? No, it's serious. Can we submit? Really? Yeah. Can we submit our Emmy viewing show yes. for the Emmys next year? That's what I mean. Hmm. Are we going to win an Emmy for best show about the Emmys? Is that even a category? I don't know if there's a category. Specialty programming? Hmm. Something? Best well, digital series? There are a few categories where I go, wait, they're giving out an Emmy for that? Come on. 
sound editing. And the winner is the Dan Patrick Show. Yes! Yeah, yes! yeah, we did. Yeah. I'll tell you, I don't care what category it is. I'll take it. Yeah. Yes, McLovin. Let's not say anything critical of the Emmys right now, but you never know. I mean, there was that. The votes are in. There was, you know, some when A-Rod may or may not have read MLB Tonight that year, two years ago. Who yeah, I, I was a little suspicious that A-Rod was up there and A-Rod and I don't have the best relationship. We have no relationship. And of all the people who would be announcing who would win the sports Emmy, A-Rod mentioned, has the uh, announcement and it happens to be MLB Tonight. I didn't get to see the envelope. It could have been a La La Land type situation there. <laughs> I, I don't know that for a fact. I'm going to try to get a source working on that. But I did not see the envelope. And I think that they should now show the losers the envelope. Just so we can get you know a true confirmation that we lose. But tonight, and I think we're the fourth to last award. <sighs> God, I'd rather pull that Band-Aid off and just get it over with. Yep. So it's like over an hour we're going to be waiting to find out if we lost. I don't know. I feel like we got a lot of momentum right now. The, the tides are really with us. I'm feeling pretty good. Who wants to do a wheel of punishment? Does it happen tonight on the... It, well, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Okay. How about we do something, though, that's just... Kind of fun. Like a fun wheel of punishment wheel tonight. Wheel of punishment? Wheel of punishment. Who thinks we're going to win? Paulie, Seton, Fritzy? <laughs> McLovin, you're not. <laughs> I think we have a one in five chance. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, Factually, I, we do. One in five. We do. I feel like that's kind of how these work. No? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's our time. <laughs> <sighs> If not now, when? I don't know, Why wouldn't this be the time? I don't know. I don't know. Third time's a charm. Someone came up with that phrase for a reason. Yeah, I know. So that's tonight. If you want to watch YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. But I would do a Wheel of Punishment because I don't think we're going to win. And and I've said that before. The last two years, I didn't think we were going to win. I was thrilled that we got nominated and still am. It's an honor. It is an honor to be nominated. It's a hell of an honor to win, though. I'll tell you, when somebody goes, hey, it's nice to be nominated, I go, damn, does it feel good to win, though? Yeah, McLovin. I mean, the shows we're up against are amazing all-time shows. Yeah. 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 They're great. Yeah. But that's what I want. I want us to win where they go, wow, you guys beat out everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Every single one. Every good show we beat out. Yeah, Todd. But, but it makes the most sense to win this year, and Paul, said this a while back, of all the years, the one year that it's virtual and we don't have the <laughs> no. whole pomp and circumstance and everyone's together in, a, in one room and all the yeah. stuff that comes with that, that this is the one we'd win where you're just kind of sitting in our Milford Studios, our little group. I, I agree. That's the only reason why I think we might win is because there's no open bar uh, we don't get to go there, be in person. It's going to be via Zoom, and I get 30 seconds to sum everything up if we win. Yes, you yeah, you, you don't get the victory lap. No. You know? There's nothing better than to have the after party when everybody is bringing their Emmys in, and, and they, they, they plop them down on the table. And it, and it sounds, it's like, boom. And that's how they announce their arrival. Meanwhile, you're sitting there nursing your fourth beer and somebody walks up, you know, Jeremy Schapp walks up from, you know, outside the lines, boom, puts down his Emmy. Hey, Jeremy, good to see you. So that'll be tonight. Can't wait. Get all dressed up. That's another thing. You get all dressed up to lose. If I know I'm going to lose, then I'd rather not get dressed up at all. But I am dressing up tonight. May even put a little palmade in my hair. (laughs) Next great podcast. Uh, This is a a great contest for you. Um, If you've ever had an idea for a podcast, now's your time. Now's your turn. Uh, Go to nextgreatpodcast.com and submit your pitch. All the details are there. We're going to select up to 10 semifinalists. You get $1,000 to produce a pilot episode if you're one of the 10 semifinalists. And then everybody's going to be voting on iHeartRadio, and uh, they'll vote on the next great podcast, and I'm going to go in business with you. Nextgreatpodcast.com. Poll question, McLovin. 
Okay. Uh, if you had to kick out one of these conferences to save the oh, other four for man. college football, yeah, yeah when uh, Pac-12 is number one, but ACC is not so distant second. Yeah. But I'm surprised because everyone wants to see Clemson this year, right? Do they? Every neutral fan. I don't know. Do they? He's the biggest fan. We haven't had a returning two-time championship game quarterback since ever, really. I don't know. People get tired of this. They like to move on. Somebody else in there. Although Dabo Sweeney's done an unbelievable job there. Yeah, McClellan. What do you think of all the NFL people saying, well, if there's no college football season, how will we know who the next Joe Burrow is? Well, it's true. You won't know. Joe said that. I mean, we, we won't know who the next Kyler Murray is. When you start to think about Dwayne Haskins, there, there's a lot of these quarterbacks where if they didn't have that, that last year in college football, I mean, Joe Burrow was going to be a fifth-round draft pick. You know, then you go number one overall. Kyler Murray, he was playing baseball, then had an unbelievable season. Jalen Hurts, when he transferred, went to Oklahoma, ended up being, what, a second-round draft pick. So there's a lot of players, and these are just the quarterbacks. And that's the toughest position to handicap. And even if they have that extra year, you still don't know. You're not quite sure what you're getting there. Uh, NBA is coming down to this. It's Memphis, the eighth seed. They got Boston and Milwaukee. Portland's a half game back. They got Dallas and Brooklyn. The Suns, who are unbelievable, they're one game back. They got Philly and Dallas. San Antonio is one game back. They got Houston, and they've got uh, Utah. Phoenix Suns have won six in a row. The last five of them come against teams that are at least 10 games over 500. They still have the uh, Sixers. That's today. So they would be the first team in NBA history to beat a team that's 10 or more games over 500 in six consecutive games. Start of the day, 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 start of the day. A little twiddle there for you. Uh, let me see. What else do I have here? Got our poll question. I uh, got a couple other stats of the day. Oh, here's something for you. Kyle Kuzma hit a game winner last night. And people were going crazy. Kyle Kuzma hits a three to win the game. Now, LeBron was a decoy. Anthony Davis got the ball. They did a little curl. He came out, hit the three, and they ended up winning it on the three. Now, here's my problem with how we react to this. If I said, as Kyle Kuzma is taking the curl and the pass from Anthony Davis and the ball is up in the air, is that a good play call? And I'd love to know the percentages because we saw the results and we go, oh, what an unbelievable play. And it was, but it was the result because you know what? If this is a playoff game and Kyle Kuzma takes that shot and misses, LeBron James is getting ripped today. Oh, LeBron, afraid to shoot? Big moment? That, but that's that's how it works with LeBron and the Lakers. Kuzma hit a, an open shot, tough shot, because he had to shoot it over Bull Bull, who's 7-2, but he, he made a great shot. And they do need Kuzma to step up and be a consistent scorer. Uh, Anthony Davis is still the big question mark for me. Because he can be really good, and then he can be really average. When he's really good, you're not going to beat him. Because I, I expect LeBron to step up and, and be even greater in the postseason. But that shot last night, as soon as it left his hand, if you would have said, now you can vote, you stop the action, is this a good play? I'm going to guess less than 50% would be saying, yeah, that was a great play. Because it's Kuzma taking the shot in a big spot. Do you want Anthony Davis taking that shot? You want LeBron James taking that shot. But Kyle Kuzma hit the shot last night. Sun Sixers coming up later on tonight. Blazers and the Mavs, which should be uh, spicy as well. I saw where Major League Baseball is looking at a postseason bubble. And Jeff Passan, our friend from the Mothership, had uh, some details. This was first reported by the L.A. Times. Because of baseball's expansion to 16 playoff teams, the league would need at least three cities, three hubs, to complete a wild card round before shrinking to a two-hub city format for the divisional series. 
So the league championship series, the World Series, could be held at one or two stadiums. Here are some of the suggestions for the bubble with Major League Baseball. Let's say you hold three games in one day at the same stadium. Now, that's troublesome logistically. And the West Coast, you're going to have to start a game before noon. Um, are you going to get pregame practice, disinfecting clubhouses between games? So there's, there's a lot of those things to consider. Let's say you had New York with the Mets and Yankees, their stadiums, and you couple them with the Phillies, Baltimore, and or Washington for the East Coast hub. Two stadiums in Chicago, along with Milwaukee, Midwest hub. And then you could have Los Angeles, where you could have the Dodgers, the Angels, the Padres, you know, maybe even throw in San Francisco. But that is what is being discussed right now. Um, I think the, the more important issue right now is how do you punish these players from the Cleveland Indians who went out on the town in Chicago and got sent home? Because... Now you've your entire team is at risk because of these two pitchers, Plesac and Clevenger. And this is after the Marlins and after the Cardinals. And I don't know what the commissioner can do, but you know, when he threatens a finer suspension, no, no, you just fine or you suspend because you're not getting anybody's attention right now. And that's what happened in this situation. Hey, what's the big deal? We can go out. But then, then you have these players. One of the players was around the other, his other teammates, Clevenger. But this is why we're trying to do a bubble, or at least Major League Baseball is trying to do a bubble. I don't know if it's possible, but you know, hearing that story, and then you put your entire season at risk. And I don't. Baseball's got a real problem here with how many games do you have to play to get into the postseason? Because the Cardinals haven't played any. Marlins and to make up those games. And now you, now you're going to say to those teams that were scheduled to play you and did everything right. Now you're going to tax them as well. And as, and I hate being correct on this, but we're really, really testing these pitching staffs. There's a lot of injuries and you know, this rush back and the pitchers were not ready. And you've seen, Quite a few of these pitchers go down with injuries. Yeah, Paul. The Miami Marlins have only played ten games, but they're seven and three. They're leading the East right now. Yeah. They that would help them with seeding. That would help them with the playoffs. Is that fair? No, no, because they didn't do things right. I can't. I can't let them benefit from this. But that's a real problem. How many games is enough to qualify? Because you're going to have a winning percentage that's going to be different than somebody who plays fifty-four games. And somebody else is going to play 42. I don't know how they get around this, but they, they do have an issue here. All right. Uh, we'll take a break here. More phone calls coming up. And as I mentioned last hour, we are moving to Peacock August 24th. We're excited. Be back in business with NBC. This is a great uh, move for all involved because more people are able to get Peacock. It's free. I made sure that when we were discussing this uh, possibility, I said, if it's not free, I'm going to stay on YouTube. Uh, but we're going to be uh, at Peacock coming up August 24th. We'll give you the details of how you can find us there. And uh, once again, this is the future, in my opinion, of what's going on in this business and to be able to have our show on Peacock. Very, very excited about that. 18 after the hour. Take a break here. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope. I was wrong because then I tried right brand bacon and honestly, I was speechless. And you know, it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly, but it was mind blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job. And I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. There have been some great scramblers in college football history. Michael Vick, Johnny Manziel, Vince Young, just to name a few. But I'm not sure we've seen a whole sports scramble as much as we have with college football this week. And we're only Tuesday. News started leaking out about major conferences might cancel fall sports, and then chaos broke out yesterday. Players and coaches chimed in. Everybody wants to play. Players, coaches, athletic directors, they want to play. It's the presidents who are being very cautious. And some schools reportedly talked about jumping to different conferences. Legally, I don't think that's possible. I know Scott Frost at Nebraska, and I think we have some sound from Scott Frost. He's the Nebraska head coach where he had this to say about maybe playing elsewhere. We want to play a Big Ten schedule. I hope that's what happens. Our university is committed to playing no matter what, no matter what that looks like and how, how that looks. We want to play no matter who it is or where it is. So we'll see how all those chips fall. We certainly hope it's in the Big Ten. If it isn't, I think we're prepared to look for other options. I don't think they can play elsewhere. And when we had Greg Sankey on, the commissioner of the SEC, I said, would you be willing, are you open to bringing in schools for one year to the SEC? And he basically said, legally, no, you can't do that. Actually, this is what the commissioner had to say. 
for one year only in the SEC? There are probably any number of legal, contractual, media. I could just go down a list of reasons that that's not quite practical. So that uh, that will be my answer and avoiding any tortious interference claims on the Dan Patrick show on Tuesday morning. But if it's Ohio State. You know, we, we've had some experience. I'm just joking. Uh, I'm just joking. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go down to we've had some experience in like semifinals and national championship games. So um, if we can uh, be optimistic, maybe that's the place. Oh, the look on his face when I said, well, Ohio State. And then it's like, what? Like, I'm going to be accused of tampering here. A week ago, conferences were releasing their schedules. Six days ago, the Big Ten was releasing its schedule. So what changed? And we know that things can change fast during the pandemic. And here we are a week later. Chances for the football season are pretty slim. And I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the week. I know that the Big Ten presidents are scheduled to have another vote, maybe a final vote in about five minutes from now. But uh, it's moving fast. And I don't know if anybody has the right answers yet. And I just factor this in. This is uh, from Darren Ravel. And uh, he tweets, Pac-12 gets, quote, a sobering medical perspective from a group of Pac-12 doctors. So that's a, uh, from Pete Thamel. Uh, and then, you know, we just had Greg Sankey on. He's the commissioner of the SEC, and he said the following. Our medical advisory group said, yes, we can continue to go forward. So what is their advisory board seeing or not seeing? And what's the Pac-12 seeing or not seeing? And, and, you know, we think the Big Five is a cohesive unit, and it's not. Because this is about money. Now, I know protecting your players, you don't want liability, you don't want lawsuits, all of that. We understand that. But there is so much money at stake. How can you pull this off? That's why what I was told two hours ago, a little bit, uh, maybe two and a half hours ago, that the Big Ten was going to try to postpone the start of the season or they were going to postpone it to spring. Uh, I can't see it happening in the spring. Maybe they postpone. I don't know what you're going to get out of this, but what happened, and my source said this to me uh, after yesterday's show, you actually help mobilize college football. And because the Big Ten and the Pac-12 were going to make this announcement today, and it was going to surprise people. And the fact I got that information on Monday, all of a sudden the president started getting all of this feedback. And that's why the Big Ten is having this emergency meeting today, and they're going to have another vote. And they did have a vote on Sunday. They voted 12 to 2 to not play football with Nebraska and Iowa, the two that said they wanted to play football. Now you have another vote this morning, whether or not they're going to be able to play or not. Pac-12, I don't see the Pac-12 playing. But as my source reiterated to me yesterday, the Pac-12 does not want to be the first conference to shut it down. I don't think the ACC is going to. SEC is not going to. And then the Big 12 is still in a state of flux because I think you have two hardliners. Texas and Oklahoma want to play football. I don't know that the other schools in the Big 12 want to play football. Yeah, Paul. This is going to sound weird, but uh, I think that Oklahoma's plan may have been the best plan to play college football. I'm going to move up the game to August 31st or whatever it was and start playing. And once the games are started, they carry on. I, I think actually these conferences like the SEC and others bumping it back to late September is going to make it worse, not better. I, first of all, medically, who knows if things will get better, but more so if they're on the island of the, on their own not play, playing when no one else is, that criticism will pile up over the next six weeks. Well, I asked Greg Sankey that, the commissioner of the SEC, are you willing to go alone? And... I don't think they are. I think they're hoping that the ACC and Big 12 and or Big 12 is going to play. But if you're the only conference playing, well, you know, your schools and your fan base are going to love that. I don't know what kind of you know blowback you're going to get. Because I even asked the commissioner, you know, people are going to look at this and say, do you care as much about your student athletes as the Pac-12 does or the Big 10 does? And he says, I know. I know I'm going to get that. But he said, we're taking, and I do believe these athletes being tested, being monitored, they are safer on these campuses. I just don't know if they're safe playing football against another team that comes in or you travel. 
or when you socialize, because you will socialize on a campus. And then, you know, that's where the danger starts to seep in. Yeah, Todd. I don't know how you don't err on the side of caution, though, in the middle of a pandemic. I want college football as, ne- as much as the next person. But if you have one set of doctors saying it's too dangerous to play and another set with the SEC saying, yeah, you can go forward. It's like, how do you like that doesn't equate to me. If, if, if there's even any doctor or group that says that it's too dangerous to play in the middle of a pandemic, I don't know how you can uh, continue. It's certainly not on time, which is a month from now. It's all about money. There's billions of dollars at stake. And plus, you have doctors. You can, you might find a doctor that, you know, he has the opinion that you have. Um, you know, the Pac-12 apparently didn't have that, where they had doctors who looked at this and said that this is not possible. And whereas the SEC said it is possible. I'd love to get the Pac-12 doctors to look at the SEC and then vice versa, if the SEC looked at the Pac-12. But travel is an issue. Uh, the amount of money that you're going to spend for testing. That's why some of these other smaller conferences weren't able to pull this off. They didn't have the money. Yeah, Paul. And to play devil's advocate, if this goes the other way, where the SEC and ACC are on an island and they play college football and they somehow play a clean college football season where the health uh, measures they enact allow them to play a game somewhat cleanly and get through a season and play a title series and, and they're on an island, imagine all the other conferences will look at them and say, they actually pulled it off and we sat there on the sidelines. It'll further distance the SEC in the perception of college football. Yeah, maybe. I know it's very unlikely, but it's a possibility. Maybe. Depends on if you have another conference or two that wants to be a part of this. But I, I, don't, I don't see the Pac-12 doing this. And now we're going to find out if the Big Ten postpone or delay and move it to the spring. Uh, Justin in Virginia. Hi, Justin. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. How's it going? Hey, bud. So kind of my question about these conferences, I know they're still kind of on the fence or whatever, but – Aside from all the testing and whatnot, why why wouldn't these conferences in one season alone, why wouldn't they try to create some sort of regionalized conferences? You know, like, for instance, Georgia Tech, they've got Georgia across the state, but right now they're still having to travel up and down the East Coast. So why wouldn't these conferences try to put together some sort of regionalized conferences for this season alone to cut yeah, down on all the travel? Justin, you can't do that in four weeks. This should have been worked on back in March or April. We just didn't know where this was headed. And we haven't been through this before. But you can't go, hey, can you kind of get a hub city here and play? Yeah, if you're back in March or April and you know that we're still going to be knee deep in this pandemic, then maybe you could come up with an alternative plan. You know, the NBA was able to do it. Baseball is going to try to do it for the postseason. Yeah, see. But if if I'm not mistaken, the big fear for the football season back then was the second wave coming yeah. when we've never really gotten out of the first wave. But it was that, there, well, there's going to be a second wave and that's going to mess up fall sports. Yeah. And they were talking about, can you get the football season in earlier before the second wave hits? We don't even know if there's going to be a second wave. But Oklahoma was moving up, you know, the start date for their season. And it felt like, hey, let's see if we can get in as many games as possible here. Uh, Les in Indiana joins us. Hi, Les. What do you have for me? Hi, Dan. Good morning. I hope you win the award tonight. I think you're very deserving. Thank you, Les. Thank you. Uh, um, I, I want to talk about the uh, Nebraska situation. You mentioned it at the top of the show. But when I heard Scott Frost say we'll, we'll go outside the conference if we have to to play, uh, what good is being in the conference? And, and I, I really feel like... Jim Delaney, you know, expanded the the Big Ten, and and I understand the reason for Rutgers in Maryland uh, to get their lucrative TV markets. Uh, I'm not sure that that's really college country, and anyone cares that much. But certainly, the Omaha TV market isn't that important. And I say nuts to Nebraska if they have that attitude. Uh, I'm not sure they fit academically either. So I would I thought that was uh, a bad statement from Frost and and uh, I don't know if he had the the support of his AD and president to say that, but if they don't want to be in the Big 10, I I I think there're plenty of other institutions that would be. Yeah, I said that from the beginning with Nebraska. Look, Scott Frost is a former quarterback now the head coach, he's a competitor. You want to say to your fan base, hey, we're doing everything we can 
they won't let us play. But you can't go rogue here because the Big Ten still owns Nebraska's rights. If, if they, like, you can't have a TV deal. Big Ten owns that. And if I'm the Big Ten and Nebraska says, hey, we're going to go play someplace else. Okay. See ya. But this isn't Tom Osborne's Nebraska Huskers. People in America don't care. When's the last time you cared about a Nebraska football team? Eric, Eric Crouch? I, got, I mean, I'm just being honest. You had a dynasty there, but it's like the Big Ten did Nebraska a favor to bring him in. And now you're going to say, hey, we're going to go play someplace else. I don't think you can. I mean, good luck trying to find schools that are going to play you here. Yeah, McLevin. I had a poll question. Who belongs in the Big Ten less, Nebraska or Rutgers? Kind of opposite ends of the country. Well, if Nebraska was formidable like they once were, then they would fit in because it's about football in the Big Ten. I mean, Rutgers, you know, this is where you have these presidents and chancellors and they go, you know, if we get Rutgers, we'll get the New York market. The New York market doesn't care about college football. And bad college football at that. <laughs> it's not like they're going, wow, we're going to get the New York Times covering Ohio State. I'd rather have North Dakota State than I would Rutgers. Yes, we uh, For me, it's a history thing. I grew up with Texas A&M and Nebraska in what is now the Big 12, and yeah. I can never get that out of my mind. Yeah, I know. Well, Maryland's in there as well. It's just... It, you know, and they're an ACC team, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Paul. But, but uh, Rutgers makes Maryland look like Oklahoma of the 80s. <laughs> I mean, Maryland looks like, uh, you, know, you know, I don't know, Bud, Bear Bud, Bryant. Bud Wilkinson's, Bud Wilkinson's Oklahoma Sooners. Right. You got Rutgers around. You're, you're awesome if you're oh, Maryland. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes, McLeod. Is this just all an excuse to provide a big conference game at noon on Saturday? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's why you have Rutgers, so you can have a game at noon. If they could, if they could have Rutgers play at nine a.m., they would. <laughs> <laughs> Six a.m. Pacific. <laughs> I have nothing personal against Rutgers, but it's so easy to make the jokes. Because I was at CNN in the early 80s and did a story on the resurgence of Rutgers football. <laughs> it's like every six or seven years, we're going to talk about Rutgers football coming back. Hey, this the, hey, Rutgers got something going on here. Yeah, McLevin. If you were going to create a conference with schools that are awesome at basketball but never get football right, who would you put in there? Like, uh, like Indiana and Kentucky, those guys. Would that be a, that'd be a great conference? That our football. Well, you know what? Indiana's football is. Oh, get out it's of get, here. I'm telling you, Indiana football is getting better. It's, it's actually respectable. Indiana, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke. Make them yeah, all. But North conference. Carolina always has like, you know, two or three first round draft picks when it comes to football. And you'll go, where were they when I watched uh, North Carolina play? Like you watch North Carolina play against uh, Clemson. And they nearly pulled off that upset. Was that last year or the year before? And you're going, yeah, but this is North Carolina. They're not any good. Yeah, Paul. If all of Indiana's football games were three quarters, they'd be 12-0. and 0. <laughs> They always are winning at halftime. I've made a couple bucks on them. Yeah, see. I like every couple of years there's a story about like uh, Rutgers renovating their stadium. Like, added 30,000 <laughs> seats. It's like, why? <laughs> why? Not, not 30,000 fans, <laughs> yeah, 30,000 seats. Just the seats. Just the seats. <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Look at that. 30,000 seats. <laughs> ah, look how big this place is. is anybody? Does yeah. anybody sit in those seats? It's no. going to be rocking. But one of these days. <laughs> one of these days. Yeah, yeah, Paul. We are poking the bear getting that Rutgers uh, football fan, fan base? base mad at us. You do not want a part of them. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt in Florida joins us. Hi, Kurt. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. How are you? Great, hey, Kurt. First time, first time caller, long time listener. If I can find you on the dial. <laughs> hey, listen, you, it's 1030, 1040. You haven't mentioned anything about fans. I mean, what are the fans, how are they included in any of this? I don't think they are. We're just trying to get football. We're trying to get football players in a stadium. Fans, I can't see that happening. Now, I know we've seen this with NASCAR, 
but I, I, I still think that these presidents and athletic directors and coaches have enough to worry about with just putting a product on the field. Now, I don't think you can prevent fans from tailgating at a stadium, but if, you know, campus property, I don't know if you can, but I don't think we're going to be looking at fans in the stands. I think that's the least of their worries right now. Given where we are with the state of flux and the chaos from yesterday and potential chaos today, I don't think we're looking at fans. And if you can do it in a way the way NASCAR did it at uh, Bristol, then maybe you can get 20,000 fans in there, 15,000 fans. But there are going to be safety protocols there that you're going to have to adhere to. You know, how long do you wear your mask? If you get up from your seat, do you have to wear your mask? Like you go to a restaurant in New York City and you wear your mask in New York, you get to the restaurant and then you can take off your mask. I don't know if you can do that with college football where wear the mask, sit down, enjoy the game. You get up, go get something to eat, use the restroom, put your mask back on. Maybe, maybe that's a possibility here. I would be happy if we just had football. I'm not going to be greedy and say, I'd love to go see a West Point game this year, which I usually go once a year. I'd love to go South Bend and see a Notre Dame game. But I don't think that that's going to happen. We'll take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope. I was wrong because then I tried right brand bacon and honestly, I was speechless. And you know, it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly, but it was mind blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job. And I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon.
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. In the past four seasons, Rutgers has a total of nine wins in football. I got people saying, why are you piling on Rutgers? I don't know. Because it's fun. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's a tradition unlike any other. Make fun of Rutgers football. By the way, Tuesday's playoff clinching elimination scenarios in the NBA. Memphis clinches a play-in game with a win or losses by Phoenix and San Antonio. Portland clinches a play-in game with a win and losses by Phoenix and San Antonio. Phoenix is eliminated with a loss and a Portland win. San Antonio eliminated with a loss and a win by either Portland or Phoenix. You know, I don't, I don't understand those scenarios, but I felt like I was obligated, professionally obligated. I just read it to you, and I have no idea what that means, other than I don't think we know Zion's not playing in the in the playoffs. He's not in the bubble anymore, right? Uh, yes, he. That's the kind of thing that you could read on air and act like you know yeah. what it is, yeah. and like if you don't get it, that's on you. And then Portland gets yeah. in. If I gave you the information. Yeah. <laughs> Part of doing TV is looking confident when you're doing TV, even though there are a lot of times when you go, I don't even know what I'm talking about up here. We're going to keep an eye on that. That's my favorite. We'll keep an eye on that. Yes, Fritzy. But as confusing as that is, when you get to those last couple of weeks of the NFL season, it's like 10 times worse no, when they go through those scenarios. I know. But you have to do it. When I did Football Night in America, and you go, oh, I got to do all of these. If they win, they lose. If they win, the Point differential, conference winner, you know, uh, win total. And ties. They've oh, yes. Too. Throw in a tie there. Yes, McLovin. Who do we want to play the Lakers? It's got to be the Blazers, right? Is there, or is the Suns a spicy alternative? Or Memphis? Not the Spurs. N- no, not Memphis. Because you don't have Jaron Jackson Jr., the third. So I, I don't, it's, as much as they should have been in the playoffs to begin with, but if you're, if you say you want the Lakers to lose, then you probably want Portland in there. Um, Phoenix is fun. I mean, I, I, you know, I think that we're sleeping on the Dallas Mavericks from the standpoint of, boy, Portland's going to be a tough out. If the Mavs are the seventh team, seventh seed, are they going to be a tough out for the Clippers? And I'm going to guess probably so, but nobody talks about the Mavs being a tough out for the Clippers here. Yeah, McLovin. I've been watching a lot of bubble. Does it seem to you guys that Denver and Utah play three times a day? Aren't they always on? (laughs) They're always playing everybody. They play in the afternoon. Is that why? I think, and then their highlights get shown later on, on the 6 o'clock Sports Center, and then later on during the other games. And then, so you're seeing their highlights, I think. Are they a bit interchangeable, or is it me? Denver and Utah? Denver's more talented. I mean, Denver might be a team, they might be on, I thought they were going to be on the cusp this season you know, and even last year. I thought that they could be a team that could win the, the West. But, you know, they got Bull Bull and Michael Porter Jr. the third. If you add them in there with, you know, the Joker, and you know, they have a good, they have a good nucleus there. Murray, Jamal Murray, yeah, McLovin. Would you have ever, ever uttered that sentence Bull three Bull. months ago? They have Bull Bull and Michael Porter in February? No, you? no, I would not. I would not. Uh, Chris in Missouri joins us. Good morning, Chris. What do you have for me? Morning. Good morning. Hey, I was, you posed a question about uh, how, who would have thought Kuzma's shot was a good shot, you know, when it left his hands. Yeah. And I'm not a Lakers fan or apologist, but, but I feel like the Lakers fans and apologists would maybe argue that, you know, it was a brilliant shot. It gives him confident make or miss it gives him confidence going into postseason play and and that's that's kind of lebron's mo isn't it and and it's a fair point chris it's a great point that you make that the lakers would single out kuzma because i have said for the last couple of weeks i got to put him in the starting lineup here because the lakers get behind early 
and they do have some good bench players. They have you know rotation there that is pretty good, pretty formidable. But I, I, Kuzma's got to be the guy that I can count on with LeBron and AD. And the fact that you're going to design a play for him, that's a, it's a great regular season play. I don't know if that play is designed, is called for in the postseason. I don't know if that, that would be the case. But Kuzma hit it. But we do love the result where we go, man, that's a great play. If this is the postseason, they design that play and Kuzma takes it and he misses. You know who gets the blame? LeBron. Not Frank Vogel, not Kuzma. LeBron does. Oh, didn't take the big shot. It's like if, you know, Michael Jordan, two of his greatest moments were when he passed to Steve Kerr, who hit a foul line jumper and won a game, and when they kicked it out to John Paxson, and he hit a shot. You know why they're great moments? Because they made those shots. (laughs) If Steve Kerr misses the shot at the foul line, oh, would Michael get criticized? And the answer is no. John Paxson doesn't hit that shot against Phoenix. Is Michael going to get criticized? No. No. But LeBron, if he takes it, misses, he gets criticized. If he doesn't take it, he's going to get criticized. All right, more phone calls uh, coming up. Big night here for the Emmys as you can tune in and watch us watch the sports Emmys. Now, there's some other things that will be going on. We were trying to get a house band. We couldn't get one. We tried to get some celebrities even to Zoom in, and we couldn't get that. I think Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight is actually going to help us a little bit, and uh, he may join us just to talk about the magnitude of us maybe finally winning a sports Emmy. Final hour coming up. We'll talk to the PGA champ, Colin Morikawa. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.